So you looked at that and you thought of me. Interesting. There are still pictures of me wearing it, which I still think is hilarious. Welcome to Unscripted with Kirby Hossaman and Bill Petrie. In this weekly podcast, Kirby and Bill talk about the world of marketing, branding, and promotional products. Unscripted is available only at promocorner.com, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry. Now, here's Kirby and Bill. Welcome to this week's edition of Unscripted. I am your co-host, Bill Petrie. With me, as always, is the good time player man from Coshocton, Ohio, Professor Kirby Hossman. <laughs> Professor, how the hell are you today as we are Christmas Eve, 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 Eve as we record this? Wow, that is amazing. I, you know what? Again, I always love it when I get some sort of promotion. Uh, apparently now I have a PhD, so that's exciting. I'm doing well. How are you? Kirby, if I were any better, I'd be you. Uh, that's how great I'm doing. We're only a few <laughs> days away from the magical Christmas day and... Uh, everybody's getting angry with each other and shopping for last minute <laughs> gifts and jostling for parking spots. But you know what doesn't make people angry, Kirby? What's that, Bill? That's the good people at Common Skew because I tell you what, they care. Um, they sponsor this fine broadcast. And one of the great things about Common Skew, and you and I have both experienced this, is their overall education ecosystem. Like yeah. we all know about the software, we talk about that a lot, but it's also the education ecosystem that they, um, that they put on the events, the podcasts they do, the blog. I mean, they really do a fantastic job of connecting everyone with the very best people. They, they continually blow, I know, my mind with their fabulous content. And they really show you how to grow into the 21st, grow in a 21st century way, not yeah. in the 1987 way. You know, and they have that credibility, right? You have someone like Mark Graham, Catherine Graham, uh, you know, Bobby, Bobby Lehew. I yeah. mean, in you know, Samantha Cates, you've got some really great, intelligent people there that are really pushing the industry forward and sharing their wisdom with everybody. Yeah, it's a, it's a wonderful place to pl- kind of a playground to play in. And one of the things I admire is that I think they really understand their audience. And yeah. so when they create content in that way, they're creating it for a specific, you know, for me, right? And mm-hmm. I'm so naturally, I love it. So yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, they do such a great job, and you and I have been to, I think, between us, every SKU event, Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, I'll be bummed to miss SKUCon this year. I've got a rack board meeting, but I know it's going to be a fantastic event. So, you know, if you like the content you see from SKU, you certainly are aware of their software platform. Go to SKU.com slash unscripted. Give that free trial a try. That's Absolutely. what it's for. You try the trial. That's how it works. <laughs> you play to win the game. You play to win the game. Yes. You try the trial to learn how to use common skew. Not, <laughs> it's really not that hard, people. I'm on fire today. I you am are. on fire today. Okay. So, uh, so are you ready to broadcast at a platinum level? I'm going to do my best to keep up with you, my friend. Oh, I don't know about that. Kirby, do you have a topic to start us off as you display the courage to do this podcast with me? Yeah, yeah, I've got a topic. Um, so I was last night, and you and I had, were texting back and forth. Uh, we had a, a private party at the brewery, um, and we're not going to spend a, just. It's the uh, foundation for the story. So as right. I walk back in there, or um, our square stand wasn't working. Um, it wasn't charging properly, and it was working Saturday. It wasn't working yesterday, and it so was, you were unable to process any sort of credit or debit card payment. Well. Luckily, I got in there early enough to find it out. And okay. so, so you know, it was one of those pieces where I tried to fix it, couldn't fix it. Um, so then I kind of rallied to fix it in the short term. 
Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, I was like, okay, I'll deal with some of the long-term implications later. And then I went to the team and said, here's how we're going to handle it. And then, you know, I kind of moved on about my day. And so I, I, I use that sort of as a metaphor. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I think this time of year, we run into stress. You kind of alluded to it yep. uh, in our industry, delivery challenges, uh, production challenges for suppliers, uh, over-promising on the side of deli- uh, distributors, right. right? But I think so many times uh, people run into problems and they freak out and they mm-hmm. tell everybody and they scream from the mountaintops, but they don't do several things. They don't try to fix the problem short term mm-hmm. for the customer, right? For, you know, solve it short term address the problem, communicate, and frankly, move the hell on. We, we, we just belabor stuff. And I, I felt like that was a metaphor and I thought it made sense and I wanted to get your, your thought about it. Yeah, I, I think, you know, just like this podcast, we belabor the point um, sometimes. <laughs> we, I think we can be accused of that. Now, you know, I, I, I could give you many examples and, and I'm not going to in the interest of time, but absolutely. I think as it's one of those things, once we complain about something in, in the global we, right? Yeah. We complain about something. It's it seems like we have a very difficult time moving on from that. Yeah. Even when there's a solution presented, it's like, well, no, no, I, I don't think you understand. I still want to bitch and moan about this. I understand you fixed it. I really <laughs> got to bitch and moan about this a little more. So, yeah. you know, take it. But yeah, I, you know, it's one of those things. It's it's grace. We as a society do not display enough grace with people. That yeah. mistakes happen. You know, I try to teach my kids. That when something happens to them, 900 times out of 901 times, it is not intentional. Right. If somebody spills coffee on you, absolutely. Totally sucks. Maybe your shirt's ruined or it starts your day off bad. But the guy holding the coffee was not like, okay, who's my target today <laughs> to go ahead and dump that coffee on? His, you know, people make mistakes. That's what makes us people. Yeah. No, it's it's just one of those things where I've seen so much um, – and boy, I've been a part of it, right? We've had this week has been one of those where things haven't been delivered and stuff like that. Correct. But as you said, nobody's trying to, to miss a deadline. No. Nobody's trying. And, and the fact is, so many times when you're really pissed, you can't really see the force for the trees because right. it's like once you step back, you're like, oh, okay. So that actually wasn't their fault. Right. <laughs> like, it, and, and I think that in my, I guess my holiday message right now is just to take a breath and uh, try and focus on fixing the problem. Start, stop blaming people. Patience and grace are the two words for the next few days until you're sitting under that tree unwrapping those gifts. Love it. Love it. All right, Kirby. Yes. I've got a couple quick hit ones. Yeah, if, do it. If that's okay. So number one, um, there was a <laughs> – there is no better gold mine for content for this program than the <laughs> Promotional Products Professionals Facebook page. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, and so there uh, – I know it's the holiday season when yep. someone goes on that page and yep. starts um, – extolling the virtues or lack thereof about many suppliers shutting down between Christmas and New Year's. Yep. And so I wanted to get your take on suppliers that shut down. And and the gist of this was the person who posted that um, in Promotional Products Professionals was saying, look, if you're going to be in the industry, be in the industry. Don't shut down for a week during what could possibly be a busy time for a distributor. I want to get your take on that because I do have a take, but I want to get yours first, please. Yeah, for sure. So I, I, I'll be honest with you. I I think it was last week when I was telling people to stop telling other people how to run their business. Right. Uh, so I 
I would stay consistent with that. Now, mm-hmm. one of the things I think, um, you know, both the distributors and suppliers, and quite frankly, I could do a better job of is communicating those days in advance that we're going to, like, I, I want to be respectful of my team and sure. allow them to have time with their family. Um, right. So I need to be a good, do a good job of communicating that with my customers. I think some suppliers could do a better job of just kind of giving people a heads up, not like today, <laughs> that they're right. going to be like, you know, hey, Anybody who, you know, you are con- uh, communicating with on a regular basis, let them know that you're going to be closed down. Other than that, I don't really, I don't see any problem with it whatsoever. I, you know, try and knock out your orders. And, but again, this would be a place where I'd be telling someone else how to run their business. I think they should run their business. No, I, and I, I agree with you there. They should run their business. You want to shut down the week between Christmas and New Year's? Hey, so be it. I mean, I know Common Skew, I believe their offices for the most part are closed between, uh, Friday the 22nd and I don't think they open back up till Monday the 12th. I mean okay. they really, you know, then that's that's I think I could be wrong. I'm not positive on that, but a lot of suppliers do shut down. Mm-hmm. Here's my thing, and I'll push back on you. It's not as easy as just, well, hey, just let people know. How how do you do that? Mm-hmm. I know what I know what uh, email open rates look like. Yeah, you know, right. and and I also know how how sometimes people I know this might come as a shock to you, so I hope you're sitting down. <laughs> Sometimes people don't read emails yeah. the whole way through. And so there's no one forum to get that message out there. So someone might say, hey, supplier X is closed between A and B. Mm-hmm. And you post that on Facebook. You put it on your website. You know, There's no guarantee to get that message to everybody. But what, sure. I, would, what, I, what I would say is... As a, as a distributor, if if there's something you know you need from a specific supplier that you can't get elsewhere, I would hope you would have the opportunity to plan on that. Yeah. Because I, I, I think the mindset is, boy, once the 22nd hits, I think people do shut down. Yeah, people are working next week, but it's going to be a slow week for the most part in our industry. And yeah. a lot of suppliers use that time not only to give their staff a break so they can spend time with family, which is absolutely critical. We all need to shut down. We talked about that, I think, on my my blog earlier this week. But a lot of them do routine maintenance on their machines during that week because it needs that needs to happen so that for the remainder of the year they run and run well. Right. No. So so, yeah, I I understand what you're saying about, but I think by saying that there's no one place that you can communicate is a little bit of a, well, there's no good place to communicate, so I won't communicate it at all. No, no, so, I'm not uh, saying that. I know not you're saying not saying that, that but I, I, I feel like that's a piece. There is still a, there's a, that's an excuse to a degree. Um, and so I, I do get what you're saying. So I don't, but you know what I mean? Like, I, I think that you still need to work to communicate that, but then on your side, I, I totally agree with you. you. There are points at which just because it's an emergency on your part doesn't mean it's an emergency on mine. And by the way, correct. that's for the client too. No, no question. Yeah, no question. And we we need to push back sometimes on clients who who have unrealistic deadlines. But I'm not saying it's an excuse, but it's a reason. I could yeah. post, you know, I could post something on Facebook, and I don't know how many of the audience, uh, my intended audience, will actually see it. Yeah. I can send in an email. I don't know what percentage are going to read it. So I'm not saying don't try. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying yeah. there's not one central repository for that that every single person reads. Somebody yeah. is going to be left out of the message, yeah. period. No, that's fair. That's fair. All right. What do you got? Um, so it's funny. I think one of the things you and I talk about all the I'll time- des- I'll, I'll decide if it's funny, okay? <laughs> <laughs> um, we talk a lot about- um, prioritizing, being intentional. And I think one of the rules of productivity that I see all the time is it's important to say no to things. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think you and I've talked that 
the rule I like to apply is if it's not hell yes, it's no. Right. So I'm pretty good at that, but I will mm-hmm. say I still struggle. It's funny. Um, there's this awesome thing that goes on in our industry called promo chat. Um, mm-hmm. and promo kitchen is, is now helped, uh, working with Jay Bussell to kind of, yep. to run that. I know you're a part of it. It's, I am. Yeah. And, and, and I have jumped in on that occasionally for whatever reason, it always just falls in a crazy time for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, Jay, Jay, uh, kind of reached out on Twitter and was like, Hey man, I miss you on this. And it's so funny because, um, though that's really cool. And I think everybody who has time should should participate. Mm-hmm. It is a piece in my calendar that I just don't have the margin for right now. Sure. And though I know that that's a place where I need to say no right this second, mm-hmm. it's hard when somebody's like, hey, man, I want you to be a part of it. And so it, it, it I, I, when I say say no, I guess I'm just saying I didn't say it's easy, right? No, it's not easy. And, and you know, I do participate in promo chat when it makes sense for me. And there are days I'm on a plane or I'm swamped with something and it doesn't make sense. I actually like, I'm not, you know, I'm not surprised. I like the promo chat format. I think Jay's yeah. done a fantastic job. And now that he's partnered with promo kitchen, it's very cool. The challenge I have, or I, you know, if, if I have time for it, great. It's not in my calendar. So it's one of those things yeah. I, I think about, or Jay will reach out to me also on a direct message on Twitter. Hey, are you going to be able to be there today? I hope you can. Very engaging. And, and I yeah. love it, but yeah, it's not, it's not appointment marketing for me yet. Yeah. Okay. I mean, but but I do have it in my head every Wednesday at two central that promo chat is going to be there, and it's a great place to make connections. I've made some real good connections on there with people at Hirsch Gift, people at Sanmar, and, and other people I didn't even know. Yeah. So I, I have found it to be a great way to connect with people, and I love the format, and I I think it will only grow. I've already seen it grow from the time I've been on. I mean, first few times it was me, Patrick Black, mm-hmm. Charity. Gibson and maybe a couple other people, Jay certainly, and a couple other people. And now it's really grown. I'd say there's any time, any, any given promo chat, there's 30 to 40 people there. And I think that's pretty cool. I think it's really cool. And I guess my, my overall take is though it's really cool. I think sometimes we think, man, like when I say, you know, you need to say no to things and you say you need to say no to things, it's as if it's easy. It's not. And so that was sort of my takeaway. No, no, it's, I totally agree with you. Okay, I have a quick one, maybe yep. two quick ones yep. before we zip into fill in the blank. And maybe you have another one too. So I want to, I'm just going to keep this very brief. We are at the end of 2017. I know you're going to be off pretty much after we record this podcast. You're going <laughs> to shut it down for the year, which I think is great. I, I'm, I'm very close to doing that too. Looking back, what was your biz, biggest success in Hossman marketing? I'm talking specifically about your, your marketing business. Mm-hmm. Your business biggest success and your biggest fail? So uh, biggest success, I think we've added some really good team members in our sales team. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've spent 2017 really working on training and trying to to bring them up to speed. Uh, mm-hmm. Biggest, and so I'm, I'm actually really excited about where 2018 is going because of the hires we've made in 2017. So that's, that's my, great. Um, uh, biggest fail, uh, mm-hmm. I had set a pretty uh, expansive uh, overall top, line revenue goal that we didn't mm-hmm. hit, um, okay. partially because I was spending a lot of time training. Um, sure. and so that's not an excuse. It's just, it's fine. It's uh, an because is. I, I, I think that, um, we are working in that direction. I've spent the time where I needed to spend it. So that, but it's, it's didn't hit what I was trying to hit. Nope. Totally get that. So biggest success for me was selling my company. Um, yeah. when I started Brandivate, 
it was it was definitely with the idea of what would my next move be in the industry and then i think we know the story lo and behold it became a a successful functioning business <laughs> and and i had to look back around this time last year and remind myself what did i build this for i built this for the purpose of finding the next partner and hopefully the last partner I have in the industry and very fortunate to have done that here at Promo Corner. My biggest fail, I have set, I set a very, and I'm about to put a blog out on this because I do it every year, reviewing my goals for the year. Did I achieve them and what are my goals for next year? And I swung, I didn't even swing at a goal. So I missed it and, and I wanted to write a book this year and the best laid plans, right? They go right. astray and I didn't even start it. Yeah. And you, we've had you and I've had conversations. You've told you've pulled me aside when I've said like uh, in talks, I've said something. And you're like, "Hey, right there, seriously, that's your book." Yep. And uh, so did not. Uh, that was my biggest personal failure this year. I did not even approach writing a book. Well, I appreciate your candor because let's put it this way. I, you know this about me. I'm totally good with putting stuff out there that I'm not going to achieve because yep. I think it presses me to achieve it. So absolutely, I, and I think that's about self awareness. Absolutely. All right. Can I do one more quick one? Yeah, please. As, as we approach Christmas? Yeah. Kirby, as you look back in your expansive life of, of 42, 43 years, what was the worst gift you've ever received? And that's a hard question to ask because I think you, very much like me, I'm appreciative whenever anybody thinks of me. However... Yeah. I've gotten a few duds in my day, and I want to hear your worst gift. Yeah, no, it's funny because I actually think I'm really easy to buy for, um, but um, you know, you got to know the person you're trying sure. to buy for. So I, I had a relative when I was probably 18 or 19 years old, um, and really, honest to God, Bill, this is true. I was always just like to all of my back then. I was just I lived and breathed tennis, right? And so like literally, people be like, "What can I get you? Tennis balls?" Right? They're like. Well, but that's not no really. That's I need tennis balls. That's what I need. <laughs> right. And uh and it's three dollars. So and you'll make me super happy. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Uh so right. this relative um got me like a biker vest mm. and like uh skull and crossbones keychain and a bandana. Nice. Like as like you look at me and you're like, you know what that dude is? He's a badass biker guy. Yeah. Uh, except oh, that I'm not at all. <laughs> no, no. So you got a Hell's Angels starter kit. I did. I totally did. There are all still right. pictures of me wearing it, which I still think is hilarious. And so, yeah, that's probably, and it was just, and again, like you said, I, I appreciate anybody getting me anything, but I was just like, so you looked at that and you thought of me. Interesting. Okay. You know, I, I, I wish I, I'd like, I'm speaking on behalf of the audience, I'd like to see some of these pictures because I, 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 I picture you very much like the boy from Christmas Story wearing the pink bunny suit that his <laughs> that aunt would, made him. That would have been get. way more appropriate, to be honest with you. So I'll tell you my worst gift. So growing up, I've always been a big fan of music. Huge yes. music person. Ever since I can remember, music's always moved me and moved my soul. And my parents just weren't that way. Even though my dad uh, sang in a barbershop quartet for, for years and years and years and has a beautiful, beautiful singing voice. But... Just music was not around our house except mm -hmm. in my room. And this is the early 80s, and I'm big into Van Halen and Rat and Motley Crue and all sure. sorts of stuff like that. And for Christmas one year, my mom went down to the local Camelot Music, which is a now defunct retail store where yes. one would go peruse records and tapes. Yeah. And she asked, what do the kids like these days? <laughs> And so I got a uh, from I'm my mom and dad. To hear this. 
Yeah, I got, well, it, there's two parts of it. So I'll, I'll tell you what I got and then a little bit more. So I received the Men at Work debut album. Oh, okay. And then a Flock of Seagulls <laughs> album. Um, to to make it even better. Now, I my I had a tape deck. That yeah. was what I used to listen to music. They gave me albums. I didn't have a record player. <laughs> That is, that's magic right there. It, it really is. It really is. Now, I certainly come to appreciate Men at Work and even a little bit of Flock of Seagulls. They had a couple songs that, that uh, I don't mind at all. But at the time, I was like, where's the death metal? Where's the ACDC? Where's the Van Halen? Where's the Motley Crue? Where's the Def Leppard people? Where's the cassette tape? Yeah. And then, yeah. And my mom's like, oh, well, I thought you had a record player. I'm like, you know I live here, right? Because <laughs> my room's actually attached to the greater Petrie structure here. Yeah. The door's actually open most of the time. Yeah. You can go in. That's funny. Uh, that's that's really good. I like that. Hey, okay, Kirby, I got a quick question for you. What's that, Bill? Do you think distributors out there are sick and tired of losing business to websites and price cutters? I think they are. Uh, Kirby, I know they are. So you know how you get around that? You can join the AIM Smart EQP community today and you get end quantity pricing from more than 100 of the industry's top suppliers, quality connections with the brightest minds in the industry, and cutting-edge training that's going to help you grow your sales and, more importantly, your profits fast. Nice. Right? So if you're a smart, focused, independent distributor doing a great volume of sales, it's a no-brainer. Complete yeah. no-brainer. So go to smartEQP.com. When you register, enter unscripted in the box that says, who referred you to AIM Smart EQP? Because, let's face it, we just referred you. <laughs> and you're going to go ahead and get online access immediately to the complete top secrets of promotional product sales training program by the great person that is David Blaze. That's over a $250 value. You're going to get that. How You know how much you're going to pay for that, Kirby? How much, Bill? Zero dollars and zero cents. That means it's free, Kirby. Free. So go right now. Get the details at Smart. EQP.com. Awesome. Kirby, do you have a fill in the blank for us? I do. Uh, Excellent. And these are and these are random thoughts. So nope, good. bear with me. All right. So the question I get all the time is, you know, when do you sleep? Right? So I yep. want to know, Bill Petrie, the number yes, of sir. hours at night that you sleep is five. Five to six. Um, I usually get in bed sometime around 10 30, 11. Mm-hmm. Watch about half hour of TV. And then as we spoke about last week on the podcast, I plug in my one headphone <laughs> with my sleeping iPod and I go to sleep. And I'm up every day at 5 15. I'm nice. out the door at 5 30, work out. So I've been blessed that I don't require a ton of sleep. Now, what I have noticed as I've gotten a little bit older, that I do embrace the occasional nap on the weekend. Nice. And that is a beautiful thing. Yeah. The little quick 20-minute nap here and there is is, is quite uh, quite fabulous. So, yeah, about five to six. I'd say six is probably the average. Sweet. Okay. All right. Kirby, at 7 o'clock a.m. Christmas morning, you will be... You know, I have older kids, so I'll probably still be asleep. Uh, <laughs> that'll be one of – so I'm taking several days off over the holiday to try and recharge right. a little bit. Um, now, every once in a while, my youngest gets excited and they come down or whatever. But sure. th- the good news is is my kids get excited about what they're giving us mm-hmm. uh, as opposed to, you know, hey, yeah. get the latest and greatest toy. Uh, so 7 a.m., I'll probably be – maybe I might be the only one up in the house having a cup of coffee. Uh, so right. yeah, it's a, it's a pretty chill Christmas morning at my house. So that's pretty good. No, my kids are transitioning there too. It's, it's a delightful thing. Oh, it's wonderful. 
<laughs> it's yeah. so wonderful. All Nothing right, to put together that night before. No, yeah, that's so no. Um, okay, here's one. Your opinion on self-driving cars is? Scares the crap out of me. Um, I love the idea of it. I really love the idea of it. And I think once it's perfected, it's probably going to be great. But I, I think I'll miss driving. Mm. I enjoy driving. Now, granted, I don't deal with a lot of traffic. So driving for me is is a pleasure for the most part. Yeah. I enjoy it. I like my car. But if I had to commute to downtown Nashville every day, and, and as Nashville's growing exponentially, traffic's getting really, really crappy. Mm-hmm. I, I could see where, you know, that's not any different than living in New York, in the suburbs of New York and getting on a commuter train, right? right? It's really not. So I think once it's perfected, it'll be interesting. I'm sure I'll, there'll be times where I have to drive somewhere long and that would be great. Like if I had to drive to Atlanta, it would be wonderful. I could sit and read or do other work. But I think I'd miss driving. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited about it, but I'm not sure I'm on board. So can I, and I know it's your fill in the blank, but can I jump no, it's okay. in? No, uh, Please. So two things. Number one, I heard uh, Ford's working on one where you can switch back and forth. So you could drive and then go to your, like, like cruise control, put on self-driving. I think that's interesting. Right. Um, and then um, the other thing I'd say is that if self-driving cars scare the crap of, out of you, I don't know what happens when you see the actual people driving them. <laughs> well, no, you know, good, that's a good point. Here's the thing. I think it's just one of those things, as we all get older, we do start getting a little less, uh, a little more resistant to new technology. Yeah. That's one where I would have to have a lot of trust built up before I felt really comfortable just taking a nap as the car is driving. <laughs> yeah, fair. And, you know, so, I, but I think it's interesting. Yeah. Okay. All right. So... Let's see here. I'm looking at my. I yeah. I, I, I have a holiday theme in my film. Yeah, bring blog, it. So, oh, I'm oh I'm I'm gonna bring it, sir. <laughs> the best thing that could be in your Christmas stocking on Christmas morning is a boat. <laughs> yeah. Uh... Let me. Let me. Let me. <laughs> I'm not saying there's not a stocking that's big enough to fill that. Could no. be. It could be a little little boat for a bathtub. I don't know your bathing habits. I don't know your hygiene. Um, it's not good. No, I, well, um, I, I've heard your hygiene is above reproach. Yeah. So no, you know, I, it's funny. What the number one thing that could be in a stocking? I've actually gotten to a point. It's a struggle in my house. Uh, we've been so super blessed that we're actually all struggling with things to buy for each other no, this year. I totally get it. Yeah, and so the you know. The, there's a ton of little things, I guess, but we're to a point where um, if, you know, we want it, we go get it. And so, yep. you know, talk about first world problems, right? No kidding. No, you, you got it. Okay. Uh, I know we're getting late into the podcast, so I want to jump to one that I really want your take on. Oh, no. Yeah. The NFL catch rule is? The dumbest <laughs> thing on the planet. Here's the deal. So, <laughs> okay, now you've... Now you've I know. Now you, now you've angered me, sir. I know, you I know. you have done exactly what you wanted to do. You drew me off sides. So here's the deal. The NFL catch rule is so convoluted that no one understands what it is. Yep. Officials don't understand what it is. Analysts don't understand what it is. Players certainly don't understand what it is. Coaches don't understand what it is. And the fans don't understand what it is. So here it is. It's very simple. If three guys sitting in a bar or watching a game think it's a catch, you know what? It's a catch. Period. End of discussion. And Des Bryant, two years ago in the playoffs in Green Bay, caught the damn ball. Poke. Okay, Kirby, I've got one last one for you. 
That was fun. <laughs> when your kids found out Santa Claus wasn't real, you told them Santa Claus isn't real. Um, you know, I, I don't even really remember it being a traumatic thing. I, like okay. it was just one of those things that sort of um, they had gotten to a point. Um, I think they believed into a place where they were a little older. So they'd heard it so much at school that when we finally kind of said, yeah, <laughs> whatever, mm-hmm. it it was I, – I would guess that my kids don't really even remember when that thing happened because it just kind of seamlessly it, – it just wasn't a traumatic experience. Like I think it is for some some other people. Right. Okay. So yeah. Now I, when we when the kids found out, I, I you know one one Drew was you know a little bummed but not terribly irritated. Mitch looked at me and basically told me I sat on a throne of lies. You know. <laughs> so well, you know what it was too is it made it easier I think because I had two different ages. So Skylar sort of found out, but then it was mm-hmm. easy to say, look. Actually, our thing was if you don't believe he doesn't come. And right. to Skylar. So it was like that uh, nudge, nudge, wink, wink thing. Right. You have a younger sister. And and so, yeah, it, it was um, – with Skylar, was pretty easy. Jade was a little bit more, but right. really not a big deal. But the throw well, of lies thing I, I love. Well, he didn't call, say that. But, I mean, he, <laughs> he, he, but he did say, you've lied to me my whole life. I can't believe anything you say. It kind of broke my heart a little bit. I'm like, well, <laughs> well, get used to it, buddy. No, we tried. The Santa lives in your heart. And, you know <laughs> – so there you go. But you know who really lives in my heart, Kirby? Who's that, Bill? That'd be the good people at Common Skew. <laughs> there is a special place in my heart for all things Graham, all things Lehu, yep. all things Kate's, and all the good people at Common Skew. Yep. Aaron Couture, I could I can name everybody there. There's not one person there that I've worked with, that I've communicated with, that I've met, that I haven't absolutely slightly fallen in love with because they're such wonderful people and you know you want a partner to help your promotional products distributorship grow why not partner with someone who really cares and is really invested in making sure you succeed so they have that free trial it's free for a reason they want you to try it because they really feel it's going to positively impact your business so go ahead and go to commonskew.com slash unscripted give them a try kirby will they be sorry they did they will not be sorry they did I didn't think so. So, Kirby, I'm wishing you and Amy and Skylar and Jade and the entire Hossaman family a very Merry Christmas, and we will talk to you next week. See you, buddy. Thank you for listening to Unscripted with Kirby Hossaman and Bill Petrie. Unscripted is available every Friday at PromoCorner.com, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry.